Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Your studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up, OG5? It's another Tuesday. And we're coming back to you live from Cape Coral, Florida, and combined in the hyper hybrid hyperbole of hibernation, Las Vegas, Nevada. That's a lot of H's. Start off a show. Gordon, does my microphone sound any cleaner, any better? Sounds the same to me. Yeah, last night we. If had there's a- an improvement, it's very slight, and my deaf ass ears can't hear it. Well, we had a little foobar last night in the middle of the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, and I thought my mic died, but it was my headphones had a short, and so I switched my microphone over to port four. That's right, we've gone from port one to port two, skipped over three, and now we're in port four. And I didn't know if we noticed any difference, but uh, speaking of difference in landing and living in the land of hyperbole and hibernation and lack of H2O, let's just stick with the H's, and let's just, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about your water problems. So on the behalf of the fine people of Las Vegas and the state of Nevada, with the exception of the dickhead known as Harry Reid, Gordon is going to stand up. Good. When did that happen? A couple years. uh, It had to be during a pandemic, right? That would have been a big story. Yeah, I was actually going to save that for the news, but we can definitely get into it for sure. Well, we can save it for the news, I guess. Let's save it for news. We got some other things, I think. Well, we want to stick with the H's. Let's just for oh, the oh hell yeah! Just because we're consistently inconsistent, we're going to stick with the H's, and I want to jump on a little story that I was going to save for a little later. But uh, let's talk Hyundai. Hyundai. There he goes, blowing the microphones for those of you trying to run down the street, listening to your earphones and your your ear pod just blew out your eardrums. <laughs> now we move from the H's to the E's. We do apologize for the erratic behavior of Gordon and his inability to back off his microphone before screaming. But yes, we're going to talk about our fine friends over at Hyundai. Eh. You know, growing up, there's always the cliche of you can never trust a mechanic. At least not a mom and pop mechanic. I think we are all like not trusting a skinny chef. We're all naive enough to believe that you can trust a mechanic at a dealership, right? After all, they got to be certified. They got to be trusted. They got to meet the minimum requirements of a Hyundai franchisee. Well, they should be at least ASC certified and then factory trained. No, I wish I'm certified. I haven't talked to James in quite a while. James was my mechanic. Um, it was. Well, here's the problem. Now that I actually have a real job where I actually have to be at a certain location between set certain hours, I can't just drive 30 minutes across town to have an oil change or whatever at a whim. So, you know, now when I get, uh, I'm past doing an oil change. I'm going to get one this week. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive to Fort Myers on a Saturday no, before no, pass noon. Pass due. Pass due. What is your oil change interval? To whatever date mileage James writes on the sticker on the window, but I'm about... Does he do the 5,000 or 10,000? He does the five, so I, I okay, think good. I'm safe. I'm about... You're good. I'm about, I'm about 1,000 miles over on the yeah, five. Well, it's just one of those things I've been discovering. So, <clears throat> Toyota, we love them. What's up, Morgan Long? And most auto companies, uh, I think they do the same thing. 
Come to find out, I was watching some videos from some Toyota master mechanics, and evidently that 10,000-mile deal is just to maintain warranty. Well, not only that, but I think... I think the industry standard is... Plus, they want you to buy a new car, and Toyota's fucking run forever. Well, not only that, but How I think... How do I shorten the life of this engine? I think I think the oil change is encompasses the entire maintenance routine, and so, yes, your oil can go longer than 5,000 miles, but they want to get the air filter changed and lube and add the, all the extra accoutrements to the deal. Mm. But I do know... That at the smaller mom and pop shops, I don't know about the ACSE dealership mechanic shops. And if you're a, a mechanic at a dealer shop, please email us at info at d-410.com or send us a message on Facebook. Do you guys get paid per service or is it a flat rate hourly and or salary gig? My guess is it's hourly. I do know like some of the smaller mom and pop shops, like the mechanics get paid based on the jobs which you're doing. I.e., if you're a younger cat and you're just changing tires and doing the oil changes all day, you get commission He's based off those. Is but it piecework or is it? Well, I, I think they make a flat rate plus they get a bonus pay. For example, if you're a new guy, you're, you know, you're new to the industry and you're doing tires and brakes and oil changes all day, whereas somebody's over there changing a goddamn transmission or replacing a head gasket, I think they get a little more extra money because it's a bigger job and more, more money involved. All right. I don't know if that's the case at this Hyundai dealership. Mm-hmm. And that's the question. The question is why? Why were you at a Hyundai dealership? I'm not. This is over okay. from the website, uh, jalopnik.com. It's a play on word for jalopy. It's a car website. We've done a few actually, stories in the past. They uh, actually have some pretty decent stories from time to time. Dealership mechanics, plural, charged with allegedly sabotaging customers' brakes. And once again, the question is why? What's in it for them unless they get paid per service? We've reached, now this is written in the editorial stylings of the f- people over at jalopnik.com. We've reached a point where you can't even trust a service tech at a dealership to proposally service your car. I don't think anyone ever trusted them wholeheartedly, but if you needed another reason not to, the local NBC affiliate... WPXI reports that two service technicians allegedly tampered with a customer brakes. And here's the key. No one knows why. Unless they get... Only thing I can think of is they get paid on service work they do and perhaps maybe for historical reasons, maybe for... It would make sense from a manager's standpoint, hey, why don't we have the same guys maintain the same car you know they worked on it last time if it's a repeat customer i don't know strictly hypothesis i so my theory well here let's let's talk about what they did and then you can adjust your theory and present your theory and if you guys are watching along with john craft and morgan long original og fives i can't get my damn facebook just keeps freezing up it all started when an unknown victim slash owner took their vehicle to number one cochran hyundai in moroni moronaville pa in early June, the owner was told, and that's not to be confused with Moranaville. Yeah, Moranaville, PA. Moran. Now the owner was told that their vehicle hadn't passed state inspection because of a separation of the brake pads. Okay. Simple solution. It is weird. It's. I don't know if I should be concerned that I live in a state that doesn't do state inspections on cars. I know when I lived in California and I moved from Ohio. Oh, you're not going to pass smog in that escort. I passed, not a problem. But apparently PA still enforces state inspections. Don't know how often that works, but anyhow. 
So this person was told, hey, you have separations of your brake pads. Weird terminology. Okay, fine. Um, but after taking the car to the dealer, the owner stated that... Uh, uh, go back. Separation of the brake pads. But after taking the car to the dealer, the owner stated to authorities that something didn't feel right with their vehicle. That's when they went back to the Cochrane Hyundai for a second opinion. Quote, so our victim went back to number one Cochrane to get the inspection passed again... And at that point, a second, sec a second set of brake pads had another separation. Now, I'm assuming these are OEM brake pads. I don't think they're sending the boys down to, you know, off the truck Steve's freaking used, car used and refurbished brake pads. I think that would be sketchy, Steve, right? Mm-hmm. So, quote, quote um, let's see here. For a second, uh, had another second, another separation pennsylvania state trooper rocco told the local news now this is where it gets weird the owner of the car quickly contacted the state's vehicle fraud unit apparently that's a thing in pa and after the inspection of the car an official found the problem someone had placed a flathead screwdriver between the brake pads causing them to separate now for those of you playing along at home if you never changed your brake pads the pad is actually mounted to a plate it has a little finger on it, and that's what makes the squealing noise. So when they say separation of brake pads, it's not like a separation between the drum and the brake pads. They mean the pad is actually coming off that back plate, which is crazy because they're riveted together. If it was a separation between the pad and the drum, when they reapplied the brake pressure, hypothetically, they would eventually squeeze back together and maybe brake a little off balance. But after a while, that brake would reapply. Um, causing a separation. Investigators quickly found the techs who did the alleged acts, 31-year-old Aaron Edgar and 21-year-old Jacob Kolowski. That's with an SKI. I think he's a Pole. Both fessed Lock. up. Both of them fessed up to what they did and how they did it. Scroll down past the advertising. Both mechanics did relay that they did, in fact, put a screwdriver in there. And one of them even used a hammer to cause even further separation to the brakes to get more space in there, one of them said. Both techs said everything they did was on their own and that the dealership had no knowledge of the involvement had no knowledge and or involvement with it. Edgar and the pole were both cited for criminal mischief and unlawful activities. It is still unknown though why they did this. What was the purpose? What was the reason? Was it someone they knew personally? Or were they just being dicks? And that's actually in the story. <laughs> or were they just being dicks? Well, if they're in their early 20s, they could very well have been just being dicks. One of them was 30. He should, he's, he's getting close yeah, enough to older. He may better. drink a lot of No one has says. I've reached out to comments from the dealership, <clears throat> and both of them told me to fuck off. Uh, the dealer did release a rather salty statement to the CBS Pittsburgh affiliate, however. Quote, first, number one Cochrane as a company, has not been cited for anything. Second, the facts expressed at the press conference regarding the two members who were cited are not accurate. And the truth will come to light. How many times have we heard that in, in any multiple situations? Uh, I tell you, I keep hearing that the truth will come to light that uh, Biden's not our president. Multiple service personnel inspected the brake pads, and they all agreed that they did not pass inspection. It is our, now this is the statement from the Hyundai franchisee. It is our assessment that no one at number one Cochrane forcefully separated the pads or in any way damaged them. That is not, however, 
That is not how we conduct business. That is not who we are. And it would have been no benefit whatsoever for the technicians to act this way. So you have the technicians admitting it to the police, unless maybe they got hit in the head with a phone book in the old school ways to get, to get um, you know, people admitting things. So why would there be such a contradiction between the, the mechanics who said we did this on our own, the dealership had nothing to do with it, and yet the franchisees saying our, our guys didn't do this. So where's the breakdown for that? They're doing whatever they can to reduce any kind of liability charge and culpability charge. I get that, but <clears throat> if you have two employees who admitted it and two employees say that yeah, the they dealer had nothing anymore. to do with it, then a quality lawyer would be able to say, hey, we don't support what these guys did. They told the police we had no knowledge of this. Our client is free and clear. Take it up with these two assholes. But it's just so weird that they're trying. But once again, why would you do that? Boredom? Breaking up the old monotony at work? I mean, I did work for a large corporate tech shop. And whenever a customer... Extra $10 on my check, man. And whenever a customer would have a weird issue with a laptop and the manufacturer wasn't quite sure they're going to accept it under warranty, I've seen people instructed to take a flathead screwdriver, install it in a RAM slot, and then turn on the computer, thus forcing <laughs> a meltdown on the motherboard. But that was an effort... I was in a misguided attempt on the behalf of the manager to help the client get his squirrely machine yeah, in place. But, like, somebody shorted out the USB. What, what's going on? No, RAM slot, even different. RAM slot. <laughs> Better. Yeah. Somebody shorted it out. It's just so crazy that why, I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, it's, people suck <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's nothing else more to say. Could be that. worse. Could have happened to a Toyota or something better quality than a Hyundai. Yeah, what's funny is you've seen those TikTok videos. A guy claims to be a Hyundai uh, mechanic and all the all the motors that oh, got the, laying no, around No, that's a replaced. Kia. That was a Kia that Same company. Oh, same yeah. company. Same engines. Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, it was more last year. This Kia mechanic would like be in the bay and just turn around and there'd be like six or seven different engines in different mm -hmm. states of disarray or brand new in a brand new crate. His claim was that it was like in the like last three months, they've replaced like four engine engines out of these Kias. I got to ask you a question. Sure. Before I move on. Mm -hmm. That picture that you have up that's clearly left over from last night, it mm -hmm. looks like you either got constipation, you've got heat stroke, or you're pretending to be shot. Um, a little bit of all three. Um, last night on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, Henry and, um, Leighton Hughes, who is the producer slash co-host on a podcast over in England called We the Happy Few, the 506, whose co-host is the actor who played, um, I want to say Lee Got and Band of Brothers was on. And it, they he flew over here and him and Henry were at the National Museum of World War II or the World War II Museum in Louisiana to celebrate. They had a panel the 20th anniversary of the recording of Band of Brothers. And so I put up this. That is from a video shoot. Tell me you're in love with yourself without telling me you're in love with yourself. Well, Mike's up Here's there. Here's me. No, uh, Mike's up Here's there. Here's me. No, Mike, <laughs> Mike's up there. But it had to do with the theme. But that is a photo from a film shoot we did in the middle mm -hmm. of freaking Florida in August in the hot Florida sun where we were asked to film a be participants in a film that was being shot for the Civil Air Patrol on the history of the Army Air Corps. And so that shadow above us is the wing of a C-47. And so this was in between. That's why I got the, 
the life vest on me and you can see Mike putting together his gear. And so because of the whole Band of Brothers thing, I just threw that up there last night. Not very good. And uh, But yeah. But yeah. So. Um, Sign of the times. Okay. Something I've noticed at least with store-bought Tyson brand, I'll name the brand or, or any of the others, <laughs> chicken wings. Chicken talk. And now it's gone to store-bought split breasts, and it's something I've never seen growing up or in my 20s cooking this, is quills still left on the chicken. Really? Fucking gross, dude. Seen it? I've seen it numerous times. I've actually seen it like when I've gone to a restaurant. There'll be a, a quill left here, a little quill here. That's crazy. But, but last night I was cooking up chicken. I, I thought I got them before I got it on the grill. But the trick is you just go ahead and cook the motherfucker, and then you can really see them. Uh, then I, I pulled man, just like patches of it. So see, that's, I think that's part of the sign of the times that shit's just going downhill, folks. Well, that's the sort of thing that you know it does. I don't know if they're going to automation and this automation just. Well, no, that's the type of thing that it does pay to call out on Twitter and or a social media page because that's the type of thing that they do not like public embarrassment. I've seen it so much that it's like it's got to be almost common. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are like, "Well, that's why I get boneless, skinless chicken breasts." Yeah, that's just just not as fucking juicy as a, a nice Traeger smoked or cooked or grilled chicken with the skin still on it. You know, so yeah, that was kind of the sign of the times. And I've got a, a story later on in the news that kind of is a different version, similar thing that's also going to add to my list of the sign of the times. I don't know if people are just incompetent. Speaking of incompetent. Machinery is bad. It's all part of the supply chain issues. But this has been going on since before then. But now it's gone from the little bitty chicken wings, you know, the buffalo wings to full size fucking chicken. Speaking of incompetent, I, I was reading a story, and I thought I'd put it in our list of shit because it, it goes along with what you're saying, and that is, and so I tried to Google it, and well, Google being Google, you get conflicting stories. I was reading a story about how people between, between the ages of 16 and 65, the working age, were like, the numbers are st- tremendous, like over the last year of how many people are not working. And of course, I'm trying to Google it, and NBR saying unemployment rates fell to 3.5. Really? We can't find people, but I know people who still can't get work. I don't well, fucking get that one either. And I was saying, um, you know, Carrie and I, we had to go to, I had to take her to physical therapy yesterday before we came home to the podcast. <clears throat> so we stopped at Arby's and right on the sign, we will be closing at 8 due to lack of staff, i.e., franchise refuses to pay our employees more than so much overtime, so we have to leave. Um, we don't want to raise the cost of the food more than we already have. Yeah, and so, but I think a, a huge part of that is lack of desire for people willing to, to do any sort of work. Well, I've, that's been going on out here with Jack in the Box. You know, they're supposed to be open 24 hours. They now open like six. Sometimes they're supposed to be open and the people aren't there. <clears throat> and I know I'm, I'm supposed to be. I'm turning over a new leaf. That'll be part of my next bit here is. Uh, but driving by McDonald's now, the lines aren't what they used to be. My wife went through a couple of weeks ago, and this place is usually all jacked up. And out the, and, you know, everything's just messed up, and it's usually out to the street. She pulled up, she goes, not busy. She goes, we haven't been since we raised our menu prices. Oh, I was going to say maybe you just couldn't get out of there. There's one by us. It's a horrible location near the strip. Uh, it's on Trop. What's up, Mike? It's closest to work. Quarter pounder combo. How much it costs? 
Well, I can tell you right now that Arby's cost me $38 last night for three combos. And so I was actually at McDonald's the day before because of super busy schedules. Um, No, me and Mike were going fishing, so I had to go and get lunch. I thought you were dirty bulking. $27. It was like 10, almost 11 bucks for a quarter pounder combo, medium. That's higher than out here. Well, see, before you said oh. before you said that they told you they'd raise your prices, and so people are leaving. <laughs> I was thinking the other way. I was thinking, well, gas is through the roof, <clears throat> so I just thought maybe the lines looked less and less full because people were ordering, you know, Grubhub and having to shit delivered. But and meanwhile, right across the street from my house, they're building a new McDonald's <laughs> because insane. evidently. Two McDonald's, each within one within a mile and the other within two mile, is still not enough. From my house. What the hell happened? For some reason yeah. the uh looks like the <clears throat> YouTube stream dropped out. It's it's still going on Facebook though. No, I'm on Facebook and for some reason my Facebook is showing the what's in your head logo like the video restarted or something. That's weird. That is weird, but yeah, to me that's definitely the sign of the times. Oh why do I okay, Windows ten and Windows eleven. Mm-hmm. I am dragging a screen around. I did not mean to shake it and you don't have to drop shit out. Uh, when that happens, you go to move something and you accidentally shake it a little because you got shaky hands. Not even the shaking, and, what kills me is the snap tool. That's it. Yeah. Oh, when it goes full screen. When yeah, you when you're trying to, to put two browsers side by side because you got a nice large monitor and if it touches <coughs> that corner it blows up full screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know and so it's so funny because the guy I work with, he he's not affected by this at all, even though he's fifty and he should know better. But I'm like, the thing that's driving me crazy, and no one talks about this, is every year we lose actually ownership of our own computers. We, it's like, mm-hmm. especially Windows 11. If you buy Windows 11 Home, you cannot set it up to log on with the local user profile anymore. You have to log in and sync with a Microsoft account. Uh, even the Windows 10, I think it upgraded 11. I've got to do the same thing. Windows 10 tries to force you to, but you can tell it to fuck off. And for those of you at home, if you reinstall Windows 10, the secret is is when you get to that setup screen where it asks you to log on the Microsoft account, disable the Wi-Fi if it's a laptop or unplug the network cable and go back and then go back forward and then it'll give you the ability to create a local user account like you have for the last 30 fucking years. Mike, to answer your question, it gets choppy. It always gets choppy on Facebook for me, and I just did a speed test. Go to test, YouTube. And I've got 950 megs down. It's so. Facebook. Um, I think they throw all their bandwidth because, Mike, as you know, you've been in the studio. I'm not streaming directly to Facebook. I'm streaming to um, Restream.io, who then spits it out to Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter all simultaneously. And yeah, we need to just YouTube, get everybody to migrate over to if YouTube. If you go to YouTube, it's, it's smooth fucking sailing. It's uh, Facebook, I think throttles down the bandwidth because they have so many i don't know but anyhow yeah i was thinking it's me it's like okay i'm doing this or streaming downstairs let me check 950 megs down i'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way because i think it's probably gonna need to be said he did it again caused trouble hurt someone's feelings yet he didn't want to do it yes troublesome people are often people in trouble they may be mentally ill find out how you can help Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Can we all agree that Minneapolis, Minnesota is probably the crown jewel and the racist crown of the United States right now? 
And no, I'm not going to use the catchphrase from the early 2000s of reverse racism because reverse racism implies that only white people are capable of being racist when everybody but is. The, but Don, that's that's what it is. Now, don't make me yell you down and shout you down and cancel you. You know why. Dateline, August 15th, 2022. Nothing. Minneapolis teachers unions agree. I, I, I misspoke. Minneapolis teacher unions agreement stipulates white teacher teachers will be laid off first, regardless of seniority. Oh, that's fucked up. An agreement reached last spring exempts teachers from... That can't even be legal. An agreement reached last spring exempts teachers from unrepresentative populations from seniority-based layoffs. See how they got around that with some fancy terminology? An agreement between the but Minneapolis I, I represent the trailer trash. The agreement between the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers Unions and the school district states that white teachers will be laid off before teachers of color, regardless of their seniority. The agreement which has reached the end the agreement which has reached to end a two week teacher strike last spring sa uh, says that starting this school year, if excess of teachers who or a member of the population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall access the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an unrepresented population. That is racist. I'll read that racist. again. That is illegal. If excess of teachers, i.e. if too many teachers are employed and anyone needs to be laid off, if a teacher is a member of a population that is unrepresented among licensed teachers in the state, the district shall excess, i.e. eliminate and or get rid of, the next, la the next least senior teacher. I think Come to Clark County, Nevada. We are 1,200-plus teachers short right now. Come to Florida. We need bus drivers and teachers. But I think the way they get around this is I think they probably applied the principles from the 90s of, oh, uh, shit, what was that called? Um racism no when you had to hire a certain amount of people of minority groups oh. in order um equal opportunity unequal opportunity employment yeah so I'm it's sorry. probably an extension of the equal opportunity act stating that you know yeah but now you're the, 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 here's the problem now you're taking a select segment of society and you're you're basically fucking their world up by not uh, getting rid of their income getting rid of their health care and everything else that well, it, we, and, and basically wrecking their wrecking everything. Well, that's we, bullshit. We've heard about there's certain colleges around the nation who want to create all black dorms, i.e., resegregating their schools. Uh, we've heard. I think when I worked for Stan Haney, there was a college that had uh, two different graduations, one so for the minorities, of one for equal the whites. Rights, you guys have gone so far left. You've gone super right, and have become racist yeah they're trying to recreate segregation it's so insane and and i was complaining last year that I on swear, cbs's big brother upside down i swear to god last year where i complained about on cbs's big brother they had all the african-americans on the show got <laughs> together and created an alliance called the cookout <laughs> and they systematically voted off all the non-colors i swear to me I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to buy in the fact that the the hadron Super Collider and Europe smashing atoms together to create black holes has flipped us into a fucking parallel universe. And so, Something's going on. And so I complained last year, said, could you imagine if all the white people on the show decided to vote out the minorities? P CBS would shut that shit down and say, hey, and rightfully so, as they should. They should <laughs> shut that down and say, no, you're... Well, this year, different group of people 
the girl who won the head of household is an African-American, and she said to her alliance, I said before coming here, I will not vote off a black woman. So at least the black guys are available. But it's like, it's like once again, could you imagine if a white girl is on there saying, well, I, I can't vote off a white? CBS would not allow that to air, as they should not. And it's I don't get where, like you said, it's like... It's all emotion-driven. Martin Luther King would have a goddamn... It's, uh, now you guys got to pay for what your forefathers did. Martin Luther King would throw up on his Fuck fucking yourself. shoes if he heard this shit. It, it oh, flies absolutely. in the face of what he literally died for. It's just, I, I don't get why there is this overwhelming desire to, to prop up racism and, and fucking pop, and pop culture right now. Well, the thing is, and it's the same people that will give you a bullshit answer if you ever watched, I got to watch the, the documentary, What is a Woman? You know, it's funny you say that because when I was um, a producer on Stan and Haney, when, when um, Caitlyn Jenner came out, and I was surprised to see all the women and feminists prop her up so quickly. And I explained on the air that growing up as a Gen Xer who was born in 78, we were young kids right at the tail movement of the women's movement, the feminism, you know, the bra burning and all that. Yes. And I'm by no means a feminist. I never took uh, feminist studies, but... Growing up, and at least from what we understood and hearing the songs, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, and all that stuff, we grew up under the impression that at least then, the feminist movement and the women's movement was basically trying to explain to people that there's more to being a woman than having, you know, wearing a dress and having boobs, right? It's the experience of growing up as a girl. It's it's the hardships. It's a childbirth and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, here it is, you know, 30 years later, and now you get boobs in a dress and all of a sudden, Hey, you're a woman. It's like, well, and that exact fight. And, and so it, it, it confused me then, but whatever. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Have you seen any of those quick clips from him asking the question? What is a woman? And just the, the responses that, that, that is given. No, but it uh, is complete. One, one female, I, I don't know what she claimed to be, was so befuddled, she goes, ah, this was a mistake, and walked away. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I have seen this. Speaking, you sent me a TikTok today. Yes, I did. And I'm interested to get your opinion, because I got a bunch. But uh, I got a bunch, too. To catch everybody <laughs> up at home, this is not exactly a lesson of the week, but it's gonna, it'll, we'll turn it into a lesson, so hold tight. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. No, no way. Boomers versus Gen X wouldn't even be close. Gen X wins that battle 99 and a half times out of 100. And here's why. The boomer generation is the softest generation in the history of Earth. Nothing wrong with them. I'm not ripping on them. I'm just telling it like it is. They're the softest because they had it the easiest. They were raised in the most prosperous time in the most prosperous country in the history of the world. And if you were a guy with my complexion, you were in the powerful majority. That meant you could be assured of a nurturing childhood, of a fantastic education. With that education, you'd get a great job with cheap benefits and even retirement. From there, you would own a lot of property, your own house with your own cars and etc. That means you solved. 
it also made you greedy. Wasn't good enough to have all those advantages, was it, boomers? You wanted more. And because you wanted more, everybody went to work so that you could get a bigger house and nicer cars and a boat and a sound system. This led to the rise of Gen X. Gen X didn't have a nurturing childhood. We were abandoned emotionally and physically. And that made us tough as shit. Here's what would happen in a fight between Gen X and the boomer. That's the fourth time I tried to listen to that video today and I cannot make it through its entirety. I nah, just can't he's do it. A, I sent it to you because, number one, they are not the softest generation. That would be a, a, a Gen Z, possibly the millennials. I and mean, that's just in their, their overall toughness. Um, I kind of think it's interesting, though. With the, He almost sounded like he's whining a little about us being abandonment issues. And that. Yeah, you know what? We were latchkey kids. That it was unique. We didn't have June Cleaver meeting us at the, at the door, you know. Hey, kids, how was your day? It was, uh, you know, you unlocked it and, and uh, you hung out at home and tried not to get into too much trouble. But, but it wasn't that bad. I really want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say this is like the world's best troll video because he made it through that with a straight face. Yeah. Um, so on that, congratulations for this guy saying this with a straight face and say, well, Don, what do you mean? So he's saying that boomers, now for those of you playing along at home, don't know, boomers were born between 1945 and 1965. So he's saying that a generation of people, i.e. our parents' generation, who were the children of World War II vets, the grandchildren of World War I vets, the great-grandchildren of Civil War vets, and if they were black, of slaves, had and Not the to easiest? mention, a lot of them were Vietnam Oh, vets. I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> this is just a start. So you're trying to tell me, imagine, if you will, you're seven, eight, it's 4th of July, 1952. Your dad's over there into a second bottle of whiskey because he's having memories of being a German PO, uh, living in a German POW camp while your uncle's curled up underneath the, the picnic table as the fireworks are going off because he's got PST remembering of being hit with artillery strikes on Peleliu when fighting against the Japanese. That's fun. Um, as you get I've got older, a different take. hold on, I'm not done. As you get older, sure you yeah. get drafted and go to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. You see your friends getting blown up. You see your friends falling into pugil holes full of pugil sticks, being inf infected with human waste. So you die from dysentery. Um, as we said, if you're an African American, your parents, if they served in the war, they had the luxurious jobs of doing nothing but driving trucks and washing dishes. Uh, they didn't really participate in World War One, and by the way, as I said before, your great grandparents were slaves. But as you got older, you got the experience racism in the South. You got to go sit in and get arrested at Woolworth because you weren't allowed to sit at the fucking lunch table. You possibly got arrested because you refused to move out of the back of a goddamn bus. Um, oh, and by the way, if your parents weren't um, World War Two vets, there's a good chance that maybe your younger uncle served in Korean War. Speaking of the Asians, imagine being an Asian kid in the United States in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Perhaps your teacher, once again, fought in the Pacific. Maybe they looked at you a little weird because you're Asian. Or maybe they fought in the Korean War and killed Koreans and Chinese people, and so they have a little bit of opinions towards you. Uh, once again, if you're African-American, you got to witness... Uh, you got to witness... 
the aforementioned Martin Luther King gets shot because why? Because he was trying to end racism. I can go on and on. So for this guy to say that the people who were part of the boomer generation had it easier than us because we had AC, 8-bit video games, we had parents who believed that we could take care of ourselves and raise ourselves and take ourselves to school and be trusted at home. We had CDs, basic cable. How the hell can he even remotely try to say that boomers had it a lot easier than we did? It's insane. It's You're ignorant. missing the most important part that makes them tougher than us. And when it came down to oral delights, they had to go through the big mama earth muff. <laughs> and all the hair. Well, we, and we there was a lot of <laughs> Yeah, well we made that trend. <laughs> we we were kind of we depending on when you participated in those sort of activities, we were at the final end of that because you got to yes, remember. But it started getting neat and discreet, right? It yes, started but that trimmed. didn't start happening until 1999, 2000, 2001. No, I I'm talking about when they take off their panties and it looks like they got a pair of fairy panties still on. That's what I'm saying. The <laughs> whole the whole landscaping and clean-shaven thing down there didn't really come in vogue, at least when I started venturing down those roads in the mid-90s, I saw both sides of that fence. And so I made the transition too. But no, it's just th to sit through that and actually hear somebody say that people who grew up in the 40s, 50s, and 60s had it easier than we did. You're fucking playing yourself, fool. Okay, and the poor ones, the ones who didn't have any money, didn't even have a black and white TV, didn't no. have air conditioning. Electricity, indoor plumbing. Didn't have electricity. I mean, poor people now... Especially the millennials, they got phones as good or better than mine. The argument could be made that in the, I'm doing it wrong. In the in quote unquote modern times, the forties, fifties, and sixties were the end of the hardest fucking times, and those guys and that generation lived through it. That's yeah, there was no OSHA. There was <laughs> asbestos everywhere. People died in work all the time. Fall protection? What's that? Get over there, pussy. Just get it fucking done. You know. Just take the cars alone. Deal. <laughs> oh yeah, did you ever see any of those car videos where they take like a, a like a fifty something Bel Air up against a modern car? Yeah, and because you always hear, oh, the cars. And I know some people like this; they lasted longer, they didn't fall apart in an accident. But you put those two together, that cabin was gone. Whoever would have been in there would have been scraped out with a fucking ice cream scooper. Not only that, but any car from the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and even the eighties. You wrecked into a wall at five and a half miles per hour. Your back broke and you were paralyzed. Nowadays, you take your Volkswagen and you're eating Jetta, a steering wheel, smash it into a guardrail at ninety-five. The entire thing crumples around you like a giant tin can, and you're safe because as, as long we as learned, it doesn't catch on fire, you'll be okay. As we learned from Dale Earnhardt Jr., it's not the crash; it's the sudden fucking stop, and that's why cars collapse nowadays. It's to it's in, it's engineered so that it slowly stops you your movement instead of just uh, it prevents I, your your innards from rattling around in your body like a fucking BB in a tin can. And what's amazing, and it's a lot of that generation who feels the older cars are are better and safer are the ones who did the egg toss. Not break an egg, and it's the whole same principle, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm, I'm like, I tried so hard. I, I was waiting for him to. I think I the first. I, I thought you would think it's interesting. That was the whole reason I sent it to you. I like tried listen to it twice at work. I'm thinking maybe he's going to turn around at the end. I just couldn't, and then I finally listened to the whole thing when I recorded it for the podcast. And I just your head wanted it's to like explode. You're, didn't you're, it? you're feeling like you did in that picture. It's just like why the. <laughs> 
And it worked for him. The guy's got 33,000 subscribers and he gets views. But, like, you're just so off base. <laughs> I mean, and, like, at the end, he's trying to compare, like, if we had a modern-day fight. Well, of course, we're all 40s and 50s. They're in their 70s. Of course we'd win a modern-day fight. It's just, I don't know. The whole thing just. Yeah, but, but then we lose a modern-day fight against somebody in their 20s. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, it just continues on down. So hopefully Bailey's all right. Yesterday I was in the shower what? and heard a loud, a loud yelp, and Carrie heard it too. And Bailey was in Sirianna's room, and she's claimed nothing happened. She claimed she didn't know, she didn't hear anything, even though I heard it and Carrie heard it. Since then, we've heard Bailey make two more yelps walking around the house, and twice now just laying in the bed, putting her hand on her, she makes a loud yelp. So I don't. I'm, I'm hoping maybe she just twisted her ankle, jumping Hopefully off the bed. Hopefully it's not like CM or SM because I know King Charles Spaniels get them too, and it's where their brain kind of outgrows their skull shape. No, I think problem. I think she jumped off the bed or something happened. I think she either twisted an ankle, fell, hurt herself because like she's rolled over in bed and yelped twice tonight. So I'm afraid that we may have to take her to the vet at some point. Yeah, that would be no. Uh no fun i tell you this little one i got she's a she's a spitfire speaking of growing up have you did we talk about the movie the mid 90s i think so yes yes did you have you watched that yet no i have not you gotta watch it better call saul last night though how did that go saul gone it's good actually it ended well it ended it ended i think it ended a good way i was watching it and i got up to the mid-season finale, so I haven't watched the what is it five, last five new episodes. Yes. So I have to check those. It's out. a little more. It's the way they've done it was pretty cool, and I and that's not a spoiler. And I think they may have done it a little bit beforehand. Is remember how the series began and the modern time was in black and white, and the. Uh, back in the day was in color like back in the Mm -hmm. um yeah well it's more of that well i I guess it's more of that as in like because it's still color when he was really young as jimmy but it's more the modern stuff going on is still black and white but they start adding a little color on some things here and there which is kind of cool like the end of kim's cigarette is actually the color of a cigarette even though it's black and white no i haven't seen the last few episodes i have and no spoilers i have a theory that the way they're setting up Kim's relationship with him, something happens to her, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens because she was not in Breaking Bad at all. And so something happened, whether him just being a dick, him swearing her off, or something physically happened to her, I haven't decided yet. Yeah, I think you will be satisfied. Um, Satisfied? Satisfied, but uh, it ended, I think, pretty darn good. Probably better than Breaking Bad ended, to be quite honest. Uh, you, you know, uh, they answer some questions, uh, and uh, that's yeah. It's definitely worth worth the watch uh, to finish it off because I think it had one additional season over Breaking Bad. Yeah, well, not only um, that, but the writers had more experience, at least with that format and that storyline. But Time Better Call Saul's wrote on because obviously they already had a few seasons of Breaking Bad. And um, kayak update. Boop, 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 boop. As we learned last week, I sprung a leak. I had a hole in my kayak. And so on Saturday, I taped it off and I shellacked the entire bottom. You with just clear. Shellac. Shellacked. I shellacked the entire bottom with clear 
flex seal, as we previously discussed. Mm-hmm. And I let it sit out in the sun while I was mowing the grass and trying to get my weed eater fixed. Um, I took apart my carburetor. And I determined, for whatever reason, I am not getting fuel. Um, when I put on the choke and I pump the press the little button, the button after about one or two presses, it stops. It stops uh, feeding fluid in there, and I can get it to turn over once. But is this one of them uh, Harbor Freight ones? No, this is a um, name brand one I've had for a few years. And it's interesting because obviously it's just a basic two-stroke motor, and I'm not a mechanic. I don't know anything about motors, but what I figured out is the interesting thing is it's the compression of the piston. They take that vacuum and they push it into the gas tank, which then presses gas back up into the carburetor, making a cheap, you know, kind of like a, a old-school cheap vacuum-based fuel pump. So instead of actually having a fuel pump, it's the the vacuum being pushed out of the um, carburetor into the gas because there's two tubes. There's one just going into the gas can, which is real short, and then you have the long one that goes in the bottom to get the fuel that goes mm-hmm. back in. And so there's some air coming out, but I'm going to try to replace the lines. Um, I I took brake clean to it, and it's not gummed up. It was a little dirty, but it's just it's not getting fuel in it for some reason. So the weeds around my perimeter, my fence are real high, and it looks like shit. But uh, my, I might try to find some a service just to do my flower bed and weed eating, and I'll continue to mow the lawn. I haven't decided yet, but i got to do something. Cause I had an idea. What's up? You've got a, a teenager, right? <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. You want you want to go old school? Get her some, some shears, yeah, some scissors. Work. That ain't gonna work. You will be probably called the cops. Will call it on you. <laughs> oh, I did put up a um, video showing the corn that's grown in the neighborhood. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> but anyhow, how did code enforcement not step on that one? I actually had somebody who works real estate say, "Hey, send me the address," and I said, "Why? I can't see it from my house. I'm not going to drop a dime on these people. Let their neighbors deal with it. I think it's funny." Doesn't bother me any, but uh, but it sure as shit ain't affecting the property values because you know the house across the street. I don't think it's so funny. You always hear about people when we're especially when we're going up. Oh, if this happens, my property value will go down. I really don't think that's a thing anymore. Mine's gone through the damn roof. So uh, but anyhow, mine. kayak update. I double my money at this point. After shellacking <coughs> the kayak and let it sit out in the sun, I was inspecting it and I noticed a little white seam around the affected area. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered was, and what I hadn't anticipated was, basically there's about a three-inch long strip of the keel that has been removed and gouged down. And where that becomes problematic is now my keel has no structural integrity. And so you can literally go up and squeeze the two sides, thus causing the flex seal to crack. So now I'm going to go with plan B, which is going to be the plastic weld, but I'm going to put the aluminum screening on both the inside and the outside. And I may even go as far as trying to get some, I haven't decided what material I'm going to use. I'm, I'm going to try to get a fat, nice round piece of plastic stock to fill that hole to try to recreate that, that structural integrity. Cause it's kind of like taking the A pillar out of your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, shit's gonna fold it up. just flexes. And so, but I'm thinking. My kayak doesn't jingle jingle. It folds. Yeah. So I'm going to do the welding then reapply the shellacking of the flex seal and then put the uh, keel guard on top of that. And if that doesn't waterproof it, I guess I'm just going to throw my hands in the air and wave them around. Like yeah, I you just don't, don't care. care. Yeah. But the, yeah, roof, so the, roof, the roof is on fire. 
That's where we are at on we that. We don't need no water. That's a mother. <laughs> I'm waiting burn. to see what burn, the blowback mother. is. You know who Andrew burn. Schultz is? Yes. He's a great comedian. I love him. Um, he did a little, he posted a clip on TikTok of one of his comedy bits where basically he's busting the balls of Android users and he said, you Android users are too poor to realize this. And he's talking about a feature on an Apple. And he said, why don't you guys just get an Apple, stop fucking up our chats with your blue text or your green text. Cause I guess Apple, they all have a blue bubble. And then when an Android person jumps in the group text, it fucks up the font. And so I'm That's wa- because Apple's a bunch of dicks. I'm watching it, and so I, I, I stitched it, and so on my video you see Andrew Schultz make the comment about Android users being poor, and I just have two screenshots. One of them is of the what I believe to be the latest iPhone, which is the iPhone 13 Ultra Edition, mm-hmm. which the high-end retails for $1,000.99. Oh, shit, that's cheaper than my phone. Exactly, and the next screenshot is of the Samsung Galaxy 22 Ultra, which retails for eleven ninety nine. So, and then you add to it that that iPhone's full of Samsung parts. No, I didn't even have to. I didn't even make a comment. I just shrugged, and someone already commented. And thing already got like two hundred views, like in an hour. One person, it's a comedy bit, and I just replied back, "Correct." <laughs> I'm not busting Andrew Schultz's balls. I'm just. I'm continuing the comedy. And oh, by the way, Andrew Schultz, his whole shtick is, is he busts the balls of people in his audience. That's part of the that's part of his his bit. And so that's kind of me just saying busting his balls a little bit as an Android. Because you know that that whole and yes, I get it, it's based off burner phones. All the burner phones you get at Walmart are Androids, but to insinuate that every single Android yeah, on the yeah, market, your, your track phones don't fucking count. Yeah. But you no. know, your metro phones don't count. You're getting like a stripped down Chevette version. It's like, hey, elitist iPhone users. Um, we understand it's a lifestyle brand, but to try to claim that it's a superior product, um, I was able to prove it. Sorry. I was able to prove it in a lifetime lab. I got the Samsung Galaxy S21 Plus. Gordon has the Ultra. And Carrie got the iPhone that was out at the same time. I think she version. got an S21 also. No, she she switched over. She she went to the iPhone because all the people at her school were the elitist iPhone users. Oh, you got to get an iPhone. It's a far superior. That's like being told when I was looking at a a lifetime cooler at Walmart. Like he goes, back, she, you, you should just get a Yeti. I'm like, why? It's three times the price. Why does it does it keep things cooler twice as long? Because it doesn't. <laughs> I've already done the reviews. Actually, the lifetime kind of beat the Yeti out a couple of times. Well, and when Carrie was trying to decide if she wanted to go iPhone, she kept asking me my opinion. I said, "Look, I've been trying to get they're Android. simple phones for simple people." I go said, ahead. "I've been trying. I've been getting you to buy Android phones for all this time. I want you to make the decision." Yes. I said, "Here's what we'll do. We walked into Verizon, and I, the ever anxious commission-based salesperson, came up said, "Ooh, what can I help you with?" And Carrie's like, "I'm trying to decide between iPhone and blah blah blah." And I said, could you please tell us, this, when it comes to the actual specs between processor speed, memory, and battery life, which ones have the best specs? And the honest Verizon person said that the Android-based phones do. But Carrie went with iPhone, and that's perfectly fine. Now, you guys on two different carriers? Yes, because my plan, mine, Seriana's, and Dad's number are all part of the At Computers phone business plan, which is 15 years old, which I have called T-Mobile to see if they have something cheaper. And we actually have the cheapest. 
they don't have modern day plans that provide the amount of data we get. We're grandfathered in. We our plan yeah, is so old there. that if we moved, we're going to actually for what we have, we're going to pay like probably a quarter more. So gotcha. And so Sariana has Melody's old phone, and so you know, and and we've talked about trying. Well, let's put Carrie on our plan. But if we add her to our her plan, it negates the old plan, and thus it would become even more starting expensive. over. And so, but anyhow. So Carrie has the latest, greatest iPhone comparable to my Samsung. We both charge that takes up, better pictures. We both charge up our phones 100%. We both go out and do TikTok lives. Her battery dies before mine does all the time. She has to take an extra charger out there. and So my battery life long, lasts longer. We both have the ability to do um, battery sharing where you can charge someone else's phone off yours. I think this one takes far superior photos and videos. And um, to me, the whole thing for me, and I know it's different now, but when the iPhone first came out, I didn't want a phone that required me to use an app to transfer my files and music to it. Yeah, that's the whole reason I held on, but now I, it's becoming problematic even on Android. Unless you get the uh, traffic cone. No, well, I don't even put videos on it. I mean, just like if you – I like the fact that you can take an Android, plug it in, and, and iPhones you can now too, but originally you couldn't. You couldn't use them like a thumb drive or an external hard drive. Right. Here's a fun game. And oh, I'm, wait, uh, real quick yep. with the, the, the iPhone thing. Did you see the video I sent you about, sent you about the guy whose wife got two um, I, um, Apple mice because they're USB chargers right here in the bottom? So when one would die, she'd have another. <laughs> no, but here's the other thing too. Um, Poor design. An Apple user comes to your house. Says, hey, my battery's dead. Can I charge my phone? And the other Apple user says, crap. Yeah, let me see how much battery. And then and they have to switch cables. Now, didn't they go to the C charger also? They are going to. Which oh, is they haven't point, yet. Which is my point. I can charge my phone off of the cable that I use to charge my latest Xbox controller. The same charging cable that plugs in my fucking GoPro. The it's all universal. Pads sitting over there. Yeah. Whatever they or another phone. Or another phone. And so, you know, it's just easier. But, yeah, and so to me, I, I don't know. I just, and I and I just find that they're easier to use. I, they're even, more intuitive. Yeah, it's just easier to use. And I like the fact that Android is not a, my biggest complaint, too, about Apple products is the one-button mouse. The one-button environment. I like the fact that Androids have a back button, they a properties button, and all that. It's more intuitive. So, well, yeah, the one-button mouse doesn't even make sense because I actually use a gaming mouse at work that has multiple buttons, so I can do multiple things. If you buy a, if you use an OEM Mac mouse, it has a single button, and you actually have to hold the command key on your keyboard to initiate a right click. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. That's efficient use of everything. And I have never cracked a screen on an Android phone. Not once. I, I have. I barely did once, but it was on the corner. The only phone I ever died was through shock, and that was my old Katana. And it was in my pocket. I was on a job, and I walked into the railing of a wheelchair ramp, and it hit my phone, and it never turned back Matter on. Matter of fact, now that you mention it, I've seen more cracked iPhone screens mm -hmm. than anything else out there. And people say, well, that's because there's more iPhones out there. No, it's because Apple wants you to replace that fucking phone, and they still refuse to use Gorilla Glass. I don't even that's, use screen protectors. They don't, they don't use Gorilla Glass? I don't think they do. I don't even put screen And, and I tell you, with the with the Samsung's going to the curved screen, now the curved screen isn't as big as it was on the 7, but uh, the curved screen I was a little worried about, but it, 
it's been fine. I find that the screen protectors get more gashes and scratches in them than the yes. damn glass does. So I don't even yeah, use them. Yeah, it's my screen protector that looks like shit. I don't even use them. But anyhow, mm. that's enough of the Mac hating. I just, I just thought... You're a hater. I am. I've never earned a Mac. You know, it's funny. Dan and I are the same age and we're computer guys and, and Josh is 18 and we're explaining to him the hardships, speaking of generational hardships. Were you giving him some old man's wisdom? Well, I was explaining to him, yep. back in my day, if you used your cell phone for two hours and plugged it back in, your battery gained a memory. And after a while, your battery would only last two hours. You would actually, remember those days, you'd actually have to yes. drain your battery. <laughs> you forgot about that, didn't you? You would actually have to drain your battery down every once in a while, or it would Same gain a battery. Same thing happened with wireless, cordless drills. Cordless drills, camcorders. Remember our old RCA camcorder? Mm -hmm. You'd go out and buy a brand new battery, and we'd go out and use it for an hour and go home and plug it back in, and three months later had a battery life of an hour because they the materials they used back then actually would gain a memory life. We'd talk about the old old video games playing four four-player split screen on a 19-inch color TV with GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. <laughs> yep, blowing... Everybody knows about that now because that's yeah. like a, an internet meme thing. But, but it yeah. was a thing, though. Yep, definitely a thing. Are you ready to get into the news? Yes, let's do the uh, news. Let's find the news. Got to find this. Close find the news. Now joining us live from the no the Digital Four Ten News Desk from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's Gordon. News and shit. What? Now here's Gordon with some news and shit. And shit. All right, let's get the bad news out of the way. So the, uh, the western states who depend on the Colorado River for water supply uh, evidently couldn't come up to an agreement. So now the United States Department of Interior has declared further restrictions on the Colorado River water supply. Why does this have me a little miffed? Well, unfortunately, southern Nevada... Mm -hmm who uh, gets only 300,000 acre foot out of Lake Mead a year. Keep in mind, and this may sound gross, but it's actually cleaner than the water that comes down the river, is 99% of the water consumed inside of buildings and homes gets recycled and put back into the lake, which is about 40 to 50% of the water usage here. We have the best water ecology and, and savings in the country. But we are going to lose 25 acre feet a year, which is about 8.1 billion gallons as part of the, the, the wonderful Department of Interior's deal. Uh, Arizona is going to lose some water. The biggest water user is not losing a fucking thing. Cali-fucking-fornia. And the Nothing. irony there is... That they are a coastal state, and there is, and I heard a guy on Adam Crowley. He has been commissioning LA County for twenty years on trying to get them to pass a salination plant, or what do they call it, desalination plant, where they take the ocean salt water. Yes, and, and it was an old decommissioned power plant. And they keep just shutting it down because they're concerned, like, well, what if something happens? It's like... It's the plankton. <laughs> they're worried about the plankton. Well, they have other things, too. Like, what if there's an earthquake? It's like... It's water. We'll it's deal with it then. Yeah, so... Oil. It's, what about all these oil wells around here? Man, You're not worried so about those? It's just crazy. 
And they were going to actually take part of it and say, hey, this area now we're going to green. That used to be part of the power plant and, and that. Mm -hmm. They are going to offset it. But needless to say, uh, we're going to – and we lost two, seven – so before last year, we our allotment of lake mead was 2%, like the milk. Mm -hmm. Last year, we lost 7%, and it looks like we've lost about another 7% this year. And meanwhile, California just keeps watering things. They they treat it like it's a lush tropical area, you know, and uh, continue to waste. Yes, a lot does go to farms and agriculture. That's important. But they need to do a better job of con you know, conserving too. And uh, I think the fair thing would have been and said, every, every state across the board takes the same percent. Done. Move on. But you we know, don't want to do that because, you know, you know California is the seventh largest economy in the world. I'll have to try to, to remember to take some of these stories because one of the nice features about my Android phone is if you swipe to the left screen, it brings up suggested news topics based off of Google spying on you. And I read an interesting article. It was written by a engineer, and it was a truly neutral, non-political stance. And, and, I, and I read the story, and I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago. But basically the headline was why it is harder than we would imagine to route water from the midwest to vegas and from the or engineering even from the northwest yeah engineering from the engineer he he pointed out all like all the engineering reasons why it's not quite as easily easy and easy to achieve as people or you just need to put in some pipes and route it but yeah he was i've got a solution that's one name elon musk we got a new task for you. Yeah, but see, the problem is, is it's so. It, no, you can't own it. No, it's you not can even help design it's, it. They'll pay you for it. It's not even that. It's just. It's the boring company. If you would have brought Elon Musk and put him in front of this problem prior to his attempt to buy out Twitter, everybody would have listened to him, especially the environmentalists, the hard left. But ever since he went to buy out Twitter, he has fallen from their graces, and now he is the new enemy because he is wanting and to I change their platform. And I think what he did platform. by backing out of that was brilliant because now it's going to, if it goes to court, it's going to force Twitter to have third-party accountings on how many spam accounts there truly is. We all know how many because... Back when it's definitely actually, not 5% like they claim. I was going to say, back when we actually used Twitter, every single comment on every one of your posts is just spam bots. Yeah. You know how I was talking about the sign of the times? Signs, signs everywhere. Signs. And the quills and the chickens. Which is mm -hmm. kind of gross. How would you like to pour out a, so maybe some post- Raisin Bran, or any other post products, and you, you see something in there, it's like, huh, that looks like what I used to feed Big John. Mm, mealworms, yummy. Mealworms and cereal bag spark supply chain contamination questions. Yeah, they don't eat much. I once ate a bag of barbecue-flavored deep-fried mealworms out of Seattle. Somebody brought to school. Well... If you're expecting to eat them versus unexpectedly eating them, that's two different things. At a time when the country is dealing with record inflation, most Americans are really conscious about not wasting food. Yeah, but if our friend Vinny was here, he would be like, good, you shouldn't be eating that shit. Oh, absolutely. He's probably fucking happy about it. After the reporter learned of mealworms inside a bag of cereal, 
and found another bag herself with mealworms. She reported she wanted to learn where in the supply chain contamination could have happened. That is a good question. What companies are doing to minimize defects and products, evidently nothing in the poultry industry, and how people can best store their food once they bring it home. So the viewer sent in a video showing a bag of cereal with mealworms inside of it. Are you sure those weren't maggots? Uh, the viewer said that she got the box one morning, opened up the bag the same day, so bought it, took it home, opened it up. The viewer provided a receipt to prove the date. Uh, the reporter went to the same store and found the same brand of cereal with a similar lot number. She opened the bag and after searching, discovered a couple there. The manager at the Target store said over the phone that they received two complaints the reporters and the viewers, and they had thus removed all boxes with that lot code from the shelf. This is where the uh, Director of Communications for Post-Consumer Brands comes in, and he states that we received one additional report in Tampa that someone finding mealworms in their products, and there has been no other reports of this happening in other areas of the country. Now, I don't know about you, but when we buy cereal, it sat there more time than being used. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a pretty heavy infestation of worms. It's common to find a few. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> it is? Now, of all the boxes of cereal you've eaten, Don, how many mealworms have you found? I never look. So he's asked, uh, Roberts did ask what would happen if people didn't notice mealworms in the food and accidentally ate them. Nothing. Protein. So, aside from the uh, gross-out factor, which, yeah, no one wants to eat these things, and they look really nasty. They're actually quite edible. Yeah, Asian cultures eat them all the time. Hence me eating barbecue-flavored deep-fried mealworms. Yeah, you find them, find barbecue-flavored bugs at 7-Eleven all the time for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look really nasty, actually edible. Some mealworms are raised for feed. They're used for animals. They're used for humans in some places where it is hard to get protein. Yep. They're actually raised on purpose to be used in the foods. The case of the two boxes in point... It really, uh, it could be in multiple different places within the supply chain. It could be at the trans- in transportation, or it could be at the warehouse, or something like that. Could happen as well. So now, uh, they don't know. It, it could have been just transported next to a container of mealworms. It may have busted open, and they found their nasty little way inside of the bags of cereal. Now, if you're at work listening to this podcast in your earbuds tomorrow, or driving down the street, I don't want to be the guy that runs it for you, but if you're clutching your pearls or dry heaving in your mouth at the thought, the concept of mealworms being in your cereal, but you got that Snickers bar sitting on your desk or your passenger seat, I don't want to be the guy who runs it for you. But when I was growing up, I had a friend named AJ. And AJ would tell me a story that growing up as a kid, he wasn't allowed to have chocolate bars because he was allergic to them. When he became an adult, started going to the doctor on his own, he found out he was not, in fact, allergic to chocolate. He was, in fact, allergic to cockroaches. And you say, Don, that's insane. Well, not really. Straight off the internet. Kind of backs up AJ's story. Did you know that your average chocolate bar contains insect parts? According to the United States Food and Drug Administration, anything less than 60%... and I'm sorry. It's weird writing. Anything less than 60 insect pieces per 100 grams of chocolate... Around two typical bars of your store-bought chocolate, it is deemed safe for public consumptions. 
Thank you for helping me get off sugar the rest of the way. Bugs are constantly present during the food manufacturing process, from the crop production to the transportation and storage. While you might think the regulators ensure that the end product is bug-free, that might not always be the case. After all, cocoa beans and roaches are the same damn color. Part of the reason is nearly impossible to prevent exposure. Bugs are abundant in our agricultural system, and so regulators control only the excess. Under FDA guideline, food manufacturers are legally allowed to produce food with traces of insects like cockroach parts, which are considered, quote, natural contaminants, end quote, and is considered safe for public consumption. What is in your chocolate? According to ABC News, your average chocolate bar, for instance, contains around eight insect parts. And in a 2017 study by Ants and Insect Control Company, Taro, it means that chocolate lovers can be eating almost 60,000 pieces of bugs in their diets every single year. And if it's anything the way the way chicken's gone lately, there's probably more in there. Mm-hmm. All right. So well, if you're wanting story. a reason, a, a way to convince yourself to leave that Snickers bar, that Three Musketeer, those Reese cups with the extra peanut butter, just think, mm, mm, mm. roaches, love them, love them. Blech. This one, I don't know if it's a sign of the times or, well, it's Vegas because it's Vegas. Oh, did I saw videos of like flooding. Yes. Did that anywhere near your house? We've had rain in the area every day for like the last three weeks. How much of a yeah. mind fuck is that? That you turn on the news, you hear Lake Mead is running dry. There's, nah. <laughs> you're, you're it running actually went up water, like three inches. So. And then you turn on the next news channel and you see five feet of water going down the, the interstate. Good. Keep it coming. So one of the images you will see all the time is this parking garage at the link, formerly known as, um, what did the fucking used to be called? Uh, Imperial Palace. Mm-hmm. And the national news will get a hold of it. Look, parking garage is flooding. What they don't realize is that is designed to be part of the flood channel. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know when they decide to actually keep cars out of there, because occasionally cars are parked and there's a surprise storm. I don't hmm. know the liability of all that, but, uh, yeah, you get it all the time. It's designed. I mean, it is amazing how much water flows here when it rains just because our ground is so non-porous that everything just kind of goes, well, you know. Mike and I were talking about it this weekend when we were out and I was in Carrie's kayak because mine's got a big fucking hole in it. And I was somebody asked me how deep the water is, and I said, "Well, it's interesting. In the wintertime, when it doesn't rain, those waters are a foot and a half deep. But because we have no water sewage system, like most municipalities have, so where does your sewage go? Well, I'm not talking like sewer as in like t- shit. I'm talking like sewers as in Teenage Mutant Storm Ninja drinks. Turtles. Yeah, um, they basically ours go to the lake. Ours go to the canals." And so now that it rains every single day, those waters that are a foot and a half deep in the wintertime are now eight feet deep. The downside is, is all that shit you assholes throw out your car windows ends up in the canals, whether it's freaking so soda out here bottles. So on the storm drains, a lot of them have, do not throw trash, it all goes to the lake. Do you got anything like that on your storm If you drains? go over to Fort Myers Beach and Sanibel and areas near the ocean, they do. But here in Cape Coral, where... It says, do not throw in here because all that goes to Lake Mead? No, it just says... <laughs> Throw the shit out your window. It's going to end up in the canals. No one cares anyhow, except for yeah. the fishermen. Here's one that I think is pretty new. 
a landlord out here in Las Vegas. Well, he's been accused in federal court records of, uh, well, preying on a local mother desperate to put a roof over her children's head. What, pray tell, did he pray? That was to demand for sex in order to rent a home as part of an ongoing federal trial that includes allegations of discrimination, harassment, and fraud. His name, Alan Rothstein. And he has wrote about the, is the man who wrote the sex contract. It is literally written into the lease that she's got to give it up. Somebody watches too much property sex on Pornhub, just saying. <laughs> well, he's like 70 years old. Hey, old people got to get it in too. I mean, look at the village. At the time, Rothstein was a property manager for the house and also the real estate, and, and also a real estate broker. So he's not just some fly-by-night, you know, Joe Schmo renting his house out. Well, because of this, he's lost both his licenses after Nevada Real Estate Division investigation. He now stands to lose a lot more. The federal judge finds him in violation of the Fair Housing Act in a lawsuit filed by his former tenant. And uh, the facts are unlike anything experienced by housing lawyer Bruce Flamey. He's never seen this. He goes, my reaction is, you got to be putting me on. Nobody in the right mind would go through the trouble to draw up a contract like this. No one involved would talk to us uh, as a trial was ongoing. But he did ask they did ask Flamey to analyze the case. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, according to Flamey, not even bar exams in law school. <laughs> Nobody ever put something together like this that I've ever seen. Although, in all candor, I think there's more of a more of these probably out there. So uh, this dude basically uh, is wanting a little favors demanded in a contract for this poor lady who's on, you know, HUD-funded housing to, uh, to get there. So hopefully they throw the book, the book at him. I'm sure they will. And uh, maybe his celly will be demanding the same. I don't know if this is the, the theme. I think it is. But I was just saying old people want to get it in. There's a community here in Florida called The Villages. And back in the early 2000s when it started, they had this horrible theme song. And I think this might be it. It was something along the lines of The Villages, America's Favorite Town. Let's see this horrible theme song. Oh, I think this might oh, be hold it. Hold on. Something along the lines of mute this one. Start this one. See what this is. Nice to yourself. What does that matter? Well, and <laughs> our back back uh, when Obama was running for office and our Biden was running for vice president, this video came out of him drunk. The villages, America's friendliest hometown. But anyhow, what they said that guys never drank a day in his life. Why did I bring up the villages? Why is the villages known as the STD capital of America? That's right. I said old people <coughs> got to get it in. Friends up that north. Age, all fucks have been given and will be given. Well, not only that, but the women can no longer bear children and the men are shooting blanks. Friends up north across Tampa Bay snicker when Brian Lafferty revealed where Ain't he bought his new home. Take care of. 
His 30-year-old daughter in Boston called to express concern. Even his ex-wife asked him about it. Without exception, every person I told that I bought a house in the villages had asked me the same thing, Lafferty said. Isn't that the STD capital of the United States? The villages, the villages, a mammoth retirement village that was the fastest growing metropolitan area in the nation two years ago, is no stranger to the folklore. The Central Florida Senior Haven has fields rumors about swingers and public sex for decades. But perhaps no I was going to ask if their uh, logo was a couple of upside down pineapples. It's literally, this place is literally like a city that's built around golf courses and golf carts. And like they have all their own shops and everything. But perhaps no myth is more ambiguous or more enduring than the idea of rampant rates of sexually transmitted diseases. And this came out of because of a report back in the day where they were talking about, I'm sure it's throttled down. But remember in the early 2000s when HPV became, it blew up. I think the stats at the time was like... Eight out of ten freshmen at OSU campus had HPV. Well, when that was blowing up, the villages were just starting to blow up too. And so you had all, as we said before, the women can't get pregnant. The men are shooting blanks. And so you had entire Ain't generation. Ain't nothing a shot can't take care of. Yeah, and so, you know. Get a little cotton-eyed Joe to find out. And we'll you know, your only concern is, well, she doesn't have AIDS, and so they would have unprotected sex. And, and Hell, that don't even matter. Just get on then, that, that, so that HPV, AIDS stuff I see on TV. And so basically a report came out in the early 2000s that the HPV stats blew up in the villages, and so that's what grew the STD. And so when you're talking about, you know, how that happened, I said old people got to get it in. There's your evidence that... You know, the, Get on that prep stuff. That'll help out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the villages, America's favorite town. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us again. And, uh, Actually, if you wanna... that picture looks like you're burning downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to contribute to what we're doing over here at Digital 410 Productions, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and sign up for Patreon. It's only a dollar a month, and it goes a long way. And... We do have some banner ads on our websites now. Not the annoying type that pop up, but sign that they're just sitting silently on the edge. And so if you, for instance, want to back up your computer data to make sure it's safe and back up five terabytes a year for 59 bucks, click on that uh, iDrive link and we'll get our nose wet off that. And there's some also some links for some fishing gear and uh, some exercise, you know, heart rate monitors and all that. And um, so... Feel free to shop around there. But, uh, yeah, please like, subscribe on Patreon and on YouTube and Facebook and all that. And if you don't want to spend money, that's great. The best way to help support the show is just share us. Spread the word. Get the word out there. But I think on uh, behalf of Gordon and myself, we will all talk to you all next week. And thank you so much for your continued support. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 